You're listening to the City Hope Church podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope this can inspire you and build your faith. Enjoy the message. Come on, how can you not laugh at that? I just... (laughs) Who's excited to be at church this morning? Welcome, everybody. It's a great day uh, to be here, and um, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I want to look into the camera and also welcome those who are joining us online. We're so glad that you've joined us on the other side of that screen, or if you're listening later on uh, to the podcast later in the week, we're glad that you are a part of our church family. Church, one more time, put your hands together. Welcome those on the other side of that screen. And hey, I'm thrilled that you're here with us this weekend. We have a great weekend planned for you. If I haven't got the chance to meet you yet, my name's Noah, and I'm the lead pastor at City Hope. And um, I get the opportunity today uh, to continue us in our series called Travel Light. And uh, I've got a great message planned for you today. But before we get into that, I wanted to touch on some of those announcements because they're pretty important. And I want you to be prepared for the next couple weeks because can you believe it's almost the new year, everybody. And uh, Christmas is right around the corner. There's a lot of stuff happening. I want to remind you about our Christmas Eve service that's happening at the theater uh, this year. And uh, I would love for you and your family to join us. It's going to be a beautiful service, Christmas carols, candle lighting. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So join us on, on, on Christmas Eve, December the 24th. That starts at 6 o'clock. And uh, man, it's going to be an incredible time. And uh, I would love for you and your family to make this a tradition. This is what we're trying to do. We're, gonna, we're just going to make this a holiday tradition. And, uh, and we would love to see you there. We've got goodie bags for your kids, all kinds of stuff happening. And so we'd love to see you at the theater. It's going to be our first service at the theater since uh, we, we were not portable. We used to be portable in the theater for the first year of our church. We set up and tore down every Sunday in the theater. And I'm excited to have another service uh, in, in this theater. And it's going to be beautiful, candlelit, and all that stuff. So we, we want you to join us. With that being said, our team is working very hard uh, for this service on Saturday night. Um, And so Sunday morning, we won't be having service because we know that you've got kids, grandkids, family members to go and see. And so we know that Christmas, you've got lots of traditions to keep. And so go and have a blessed and Merry Christmas. And uh, and we're going to give our team a little bit of a break as well since we're working so hard on putting this together, this Christmas Eve service together. And so don't show up here on December the 25th. I apologize, but you'll be the only one here if you show up. And so uh, don't show up there. And then one other note to give you. Um, also an interesting date is January the 1st falls on a Sunday. And since many of you are probably staying up till at least midnight to celebrate the new year, we are having one service at 10 a.m. And so join us for a combined service at 10 a.m. on the first weekend of the year. Uh, we felt it was important to still have some churches are not having church on the first on New Year's. We felt it was important to still have church on the New Year's because we put God first in everything. And, uh, and, the, and that includes our new year, even if we're a little tired and uh, from, the, from the night before, uh, we're still going to have it. And so we're excited for that. So join us, but one service. So if you show up at nine, you'll be really early. If you show up at 11, you'll just catch the end of it. And so uh, be here uh, at 10 a.m. on that Sunday, uh, December the 1st. All right, you got it? Important dates, add to your holiday schedule. It's going to be a a great, uh, great, great holiday. Uh, This year, I I also want to touch on one thing. Every year uh, here at City Hope, we do this special offering. And you've seen video after video. Uh, In fact, what an incredible video just this morning about this. That was a partnership that we knew that we could do in August. And uh, what an incredible outreach to provide backpacks and school supplies to those just right here in our community. But once a year, as your pastor, I, I I ask you to pray about this special offering that we call the vision offering. And I only do this once a year. I never ask for anything else throughout the year. Uh, I I only ask once a year for you to pray about this. And this is very special to me. And I tell you about this offering months and months in advance. In fact, if you were with us on Vision Sunday in October, I started preparing you for this offering. And the goal there is for you to just pray and plan. And uh, and my, my goal is for you to just do what God shows you to do. And so uh, this year, we have a goal of raising $40,000 next weekend. This is happening next weekend. And I believe by faith, that's a, God, uh, that's a faith number to raise $40,000 in one Sunday. But I believe by faith we're going to do it next weekend. 
And so my, my ask is that, that you would just pray and ask God what, what he'd have you do for this. And, um, and we, we have already given the first 10% away, everybody. We've already given, actually, we've given way more than $4,000 away this year. We've, we're just like, and when, when people come, we just can't say no. You know, it's just hard to say no. And so it's like, let's just bless as many people as we can. And, uh, and today, on your seat, you have a vision offering pamphlet. And I put this together for you every year just so that you know where the money's going, what we're excited about. There's several different projects that, we're go- that, that are going on this year. I'd encourage you to browse through that, take it home, and like I said, just pray and ask God what he'd have, to give, uh, what he'd have you give over and above your regular tithe and offering. And I believe that either way, no matter what happens, we are going to make a huge difference in the lives of people next year, and it is going to be incredible. And so with that happening next weekend... Uh, what I wanted to do today is I wanted to use my message time to prepare you for this because we're in a season of life that is all about this generosity idea and it's all about stuff, isn't it? It's about what we're getting and what we're giving. It's all this. And we, some of y'all, I've, I've seen you in the mall this week. Some of y'all have been walking around looking like this. And uh, <laughs> you, you've, been, you, you've got so much stuff, you can't hardly handle it. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I, I try to do this at home. Every time Emily goes to the grocery store, one trip, everybody, one trip in the house. And so that's what we do. And so, but some of y'all have been wa- walking around. You're, 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 you're all about, you're, you're buying Christmas presents. And, and we're in this season of generosity, and as we continue this series called Travel Light, uh, some of us, we need to let go of some of these bags, honestly. Uh, and this series is, that, that's what this series is all about. It's about letting go of some things in our life that weigh us down, letting go of some things that hold us back, uh, so that we can ultimately live a life that is honoring to God. So we want to live a God-honoring, God-fearing life. And so in order to do that, there's some things that we have to let go of. And you know, one of the hardest things to let go of in life is, is stuff, ain't it? It's just, it's, it's hard to let go of. And, and specifically, what I want to talk to you about today, what I think is one of the most difficult things to let go of, is the very things that you have earned. The, the, and specifically, I'm going to talk to you about your money today, is how do you let go of that? When we talk about traveling light, man, that is a difficult, at least in my life, that's a difficult subject to talk about, is letting go of the hard-earned money that, that, I've, that I've earned. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I've titled this message, Letting Go of Stuff. And so when we talk about this, you know, when we talk about this in church these days, honestly, if I'd be completely transparent, it probably, sh- it probably sends some shivers up a lot of your spines when we talk about finances and money and th- different things like that. In fact, I, I hear people all the time that say, oh, you're just one of those. You're just you're the prosperity gospel preachers. You know what I'm talking about? You're just all about the prosperity. And, and, uh, and I tell you, I've, I'm with you on, on this idea of money and church. I've had very bad experiences with this in the past. And uh, I think that the money and specifically that word prosperity has been really butchered by the church these days. How many of you agree with that? That it's just... It just seems everywhere you go, you're, you're asked for something new and all this different stuff. And not only that, but not just with the church, but I think, I think honestly, all Christians get a bad rap with this because if you ever listen to any type of Christian television, it seems like every time I, I watch Christian television, they're always asking for my money. And it seems like all the time when I listen to Christian radio, it seems like they're also always asking for my money. And, and it seems like Christianity in general is just always asking for money. And, and not only that, but I get, I get so aggravated with it when people use the tactic of, I, I call it the name it and claim it gospel, it, meaning that if you would just, I, I've heard people say, well, if you would just confess it, you can have it. You know, like if you just say it, like, like God will make you rich, or if you just send $1,000 today, you send it in today, if you make that donation, then God will do exactly what you, you ever hear this before? I mean, when you watch, I, I, I watch, I listen to this, and honestly, if I can be completely transparent, even as your pastor, that scares me too. <laughs> like, like I'm not, I hope you're, you know that you're not the only one scared about things like that. That teaching scares me too. But can I tell you this morning, that prosperity teaching, that is not from God. Not at all. It's not a name it and claim it type thing. That's not what God talks about. In fact, I heard a story one time of this one church who said, they, they, they went up, the pastor went up and said, Hey, if you give $1,000 right now, you can pick out three hymns. And this little old lady walked up to the front to the church, and she said, here's my $1,000. 
I'll take him, him, and him. And <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. She obviously did not understand the meaning. And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I needed to make you laugh right there. And so uh, to teach you this a little bit, though, I, I, I honestly want to dive into the word prosperity because the word prosperity is not what we see it as. It's not what the culture, it's not what culture, uh, the way that we see it today. The word prosper literally in the original language just means to push forward. So when I say to prosper, it just is meaning that God is pushing you forward, that there is a supernatural pushing forward that happens. And, and there's actually, this actually, this word, by the way, has nothing to do with your money. <laughs> it has nothing to do with your physical well-being. Instead, it more has to do with the condition of your soul. And when God use it, he uses it, oftentimes he uses it in the context of your soul, that he'll push you, he'll push you forward. And so in other words, this just means that you're going to, yes, in your life, you will obtain some things on your own, but God just gives you a little push. And God puts you in places where maybe you could never get to on your own. He prospers you. And can I tell you, I've experienced that personally. I mean, I've seen the hand of God on my life. I, I, it's as if someone just pushed, it's as if God just pushed me forward in some areas in my life. I've been in meetings. I've been in places that I didn't earn, that I didn't deserve, that I felt like, I, if, I'm, if I'm completely transparent with you, there have been some meetings and rooms that I have been in that I feel like I am the least of the least. And I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve an invite here. And listen, if you know my story, many of you know my story, I was just an average student in school, an average school, not, not, not the top by no means at all. It's not the top of any, I didn't make the top of any list, everybody. That was, that was not me. But I've just seen the hand of God on my life and the way that he's just kind of pushed me forward. He, he, he's, he's prospered me a little bit. And I often marvel at God and what, what he's done in my life because if I'm honest, I know who I am. I, 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 and I know like even just right here standing in front of you, like I consider this a gift from God. I consider this that God has prospered me. He's pushed me forward to be here. And not only that, but I see it every day in our church too. I mean, it's incredible to see the influence. I mean, the, can you believe we are a five-year-old church and we, that is making a difference like that? I mean, you've seen a video every week for the past two months of we're giving away a $500 check here and a $1,000 check here and a $2,500 check here. What other church? I'm just asking you, what other church do you know? At five years old, I'm telling you, God has prospered us. He's pushed us forward. And I just, I mean, there are hundred-year-old churches that can't do that. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just amazed at what God has done. And can I tell you, it's the same thing in your life, that he can push you forward if you let him. And he'll bring, and it, it, meaning that in your soul, that he'll bring some things forward. Like he'll bring, I, I believe that he'll bring your marriage to places that maybe you couldn't take on your, you couldn't take it to on your own. He'll help your kids do some things that maybe they couldn't do on their own. He'll prosper you. That's what the true meaning of this word prosperity. And now I, now, now that maybe you, you wouldn't mind the word prosperity, I, I still don't use the word prosperity because of all of the, all, all the understanding that the world has. But, but can I tell you, God isn't shy about actually using this word. In Genesis chapter 26, he says this. It says that Isaac sowed in that land and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Isaac wasn't supposed to reap a hundredfold. That's massive. And so the Bible says the Lord blessed him. And it goes on to say, then the man began, Isaac began to prosper and he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Listen, God isn't afraid of this word. And I, like I said, I understand why we are, but we shouldn't be because the Bible says when, when the righteous prosper, guess what? The city rejoices. And I believe that with all my heart, that when the righteous people prosper, man, the city rejoices, the wicked perish, and there's shouts of joy, everybody. And that's what I want. In fact, let me say it this way. When the right people have the right things, then everyone can benefit from it. I, I, I just believe it. I believe that with all my heart. And this is important to God. And, and that's, why, that's why the Bible says a generous person will prosper. And whoever refreshes others will then be refreshed. Why will they prosper? Well, I think it's because, when, because God says, hey, if you're going to have that attitude with, with your finances, with, with these things towards me, guess what? 
I'll give you more. Like, if you're going to be generous, then then why, why, why would he do that? Because he never intended for those things just to be for you. He never, he didn't bless you with the intention of you just hoarding all the stuff that you could here on this earth. No, he blessed you because he intended for you to be generous with the things that he blessed you with. And so I just, but you say, well, pastor, but pastor, that's Old Testament preaching. That's Old Testament, you know, and, uh, and I have, <laughs> the, let me go New Testament on you real quick. Third, third John 1, 2 says this, it says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, I want you to notice something important about this verse. Again, that this is not just talking about your money. And it's unfortunate that that's what this has become today. But God wants this. This is way more about your soul. He wants your marriage to prosper. He wants your family to prosper. He wants your relationships to prosper. God wants you, man, God wants you to go to work so full of joy that you can bring joy to your coworkers. Like that's how he wants to prosper you. And so in this sense, this prosper, this word prosper is actually a great word. And, and, and if it's a good word, then you say, Pastor Noah, then what is the balanced biblical teaching behind this word. And I hope to give you that today. In fact, if you're taking notes, I'd write this down, that biblical prosperity is having more than you need so that you can make an eternal difference in the lives of others. Having more than you need so that you can make an eternal difference in the lives of others. In fact, there's a core value in our church that just simply says this, we will lead the way with irrational generosity. We truly believe it's more blessed to give than to receive. If you want to write that down, it's there too. We'll lead the way with irrational generosity because we truly believe that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Here's what I believe. I think, and I truly believe this, that our life on earth is very, very short. And listen, I believe that every single one of us has been given a generation. I think God has given us a specific time in history to be on this earth. Like you are not here on accident. (laughs) You are here on purpose to make a difference. And I I think scripture very well shows us that you are here to make a difference in your generation. And the Bible says that literally the life that we have here is just a mist. That it's here today and gone tomorrow. And the vast majority of your life is actually spent in eternity. And so while you're here on earth, can I just tell you, that should make it that much more important to leverage your life to begin to make a difference in the lives of others because we don't have a lot of time. We just simply don't have a lot of time. I'll say it like this, that your whole life is, you know, I, believe, I believe God's designed it like this, that your whole life is, is designed to first find Jesus. But once you find Jesus, I think scripture is very clear that then your life becomes about making a difference in the lives of others, that you are now called to share that same, the same thing that saved you, the same thing that rescued you, you're now called to share that thing in the lives to, of others in order to impact others. And so in order for you to do that, you have to travel light. <laughs> you have to be open-handed with your stuff. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, that God blesses us He doesn't bless us so that we can just hold on to more. He doesn't bless us so that we can look like that picture and keep everything right there with us. No, instead, I'd say it like this if you're taking notes. God blesses us to be a blessing. He has blessed us to be a blessing. And listen, blessings are not for us just to have more things. (laughs) Listen, a blessing, God doesn't bless us so that we go around and say, oh, I've I've got better things than you. I've got more than you have. No, that's not what it's all about. In fact, God said to Abraham, he says this, he says, I will bless you. But basically he says, but it comes with some responsibility that I will bless you and you'll be a blessing to others. Like Abraham, don't forget that you're not just blessed to just have all of it. You're blessed so that you can be a blessing to the people around you. Basically, God is saying, I need you to be my hands and feet. I've blessed you to be my hands and feet. And listen, you, you cannot give what you don't have. And I think that's why God wants you. He, he needs you to have it so that you can give it. In fact, here's the way that I say it, and here's the way that I, I actually pray it with, to myself personally. I actually pray this prayer that, God, I need, I need more than I need so that I can be a blessing to the people around me. And so, God, won't you just provide, won't you just give me everything that I need so that, we can, so that, so that me and Emily can just be a blessing to those around me? And, and listen, God doesn't just want us, uh, God, God doesn't just give us what we need. 
Instead, he gives us more so that we can be a blessing to his people. I also say it like this, that when we bless others, God takes care of our needs. Do you understand this? I think this is a powerful point. We can't, we can't just gloss over this. That when you bless other people, God actually begins to take care of your needs. And can I tell you, I would rather have God taking care of me than me taking care of me. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I would, I would rather be reliant on God than my own ability. And, there's, and too many people, especially these days, too many people value this statement of, I want to be financially secure. You know what I'm talking about? You just, I just need to be financially secure. Listen, no, no, you don't. You don't ever want to come to a place where you don't need God. I've seen so many people in life where they come to a place where all of a sudden, now they think that they've provided for everything that they need, and all of a sudden, God on the totem pole just goes, and all of a sudden, I don't need him. And so I pray prayers like, God, I, I just want to rely on you. Like, I'm going to take a step of faith, and that means I might give more than ever this year, but God, I'm going to step out and take this step of faith because I'm relying on you to provide. Like, I, I'm going to have faith in you. And I just think it's good to get to a place where you can say, God, I just, God, won't you just make me into a funnel? You know what I mean? Like, if you would just, if you would just pour it in the funnel, like, it'll go right out the other end. Like, like I promise. Like, it'll, like, I, like, I, 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 like, God, I trust you that in the middle of it, that as you provide, that as, and as you provide and as I give on the other side, that you'll still take care of me. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that God wouldn't do for someone who has that attitude. Are you getting this, church? I mean, I just want to be a funnel. I think our church, I think that's what I love about our church so much, is that we're just, in many ways, we're just a funnel. Like, God, if you give it to us, we'll be faithful just to give it back. And we'll be faithful just to support your people and love on your people. I mean, Jesus says it like this. He says, I guarantee this, that anyone who gives up anything for the kingdom of God will certainly receive many times more in this life and will receive eternal life in the next world to come. Jesus says, if this is the attitude that you're going to have, then I'm going to, not only am I going to bless you here on this earth, but I'm going to bless you in eternity too. He gives us this idea. And so, so what should we do? Well, I'd say it like this, that I will not trust in riches, but instead I'm going to trust in the one who richly provides. So I'm not trusting in just what I have, but I'm, I have my trust in Jesus who richly provides. And listen, I'd rather just depend on God and just be a funnel. Like, God, if you give it to me, I'll be faithful to just pass it on. Here's the next one. If you're taking notes, it's this. It's like, the more God blesses us, the more he expects us to bless others. You know, not everyone is blessed at the same level. And, uh, and I was thinking about this this week. I was just thinking about how privileged we are just to be in America today. Just the fact that you live in this country is a privilege. Do you know that? Like, that is a privilege. The fact that you have a home with running water today, do you know that that's a privilege? The fact that I turned on my shower at 6 o'clock to warm it up and spent maybe about 20 minutes before I even got in the shower, just let the shower run, and the steam was just, you know, the, the fact that I was just sitting there wasting all that water. I just say, like, like there, are people, there are people in our day and age that are carrying water on their heads so that they have water to drink. I mean, the fact that you went, you got into your closet today, and you have so many outfits that you couldn't even pick one out. You're blessed. Do you know that, everybody? You're, you're a little silent today. I mean, do you know that you're blessed? I mean, it's just uh, the, the fact that you're sitting in a heated room today and there's nobody backstage having to stoke a fire for you. Like, uh, uh, you're blessed, everybody. We are blessed. And because we're blessed, we, we have a responsibility that's attached to it. In fact, the Bible says in Luke chapter 12 that much is required from those to whom much is given for their responsibility is what? It's greater and so you're blessed, meaning it's great that you're blessed, but you have a greater responsibility with that blessing. And the truth be known, you may not feel like you're rich today, but so many of us are. In fact, there's a study out there that says if, if your combined income, your combined household income is between forty-four dollars and 
that you are at the top 1% of wage earners in the world. Think about how blessed you are when we get a, when we have a world. I mean, we're just, we're extremely blessed. And some of y'all are like, man, I don't feel like that. I don't feel that way. And honestly, that's the problem. It's because we, we come to this, <laughs> we, we have this issue where we just, we just feel like we're, we're, we're never going to be enough. We're never going to have a month, enough. And can I tell you, I'm not, my goal today is not to make you feel guilty because guilt is not from God. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. In fact, God doesn't want us guilty. He just wants us responsible. And I think you just need to come to the realization of where you are and how great, how great life is for you right now. <laughs> Because you, many of us, you're, you're in the top 1% of wage earners in the world. I just, I just think that statistic was incredible. I think it just goes back to like our attitude. If we're blessed, our attitude should just be, okay, God, since you've put me here and since you've given me these things, since you've put me in 2022, listen, and since you've put me in America, since I am blessed, Lord, what would you have me do with it? What can I do? How can I serve you? And can I tell you, we, we're, we're blessed, and when we are blessed, it comes with responsibility. I, it, 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 just, it comes with tremendous responsibility. And I tell you, I felt that about, about four weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, uh, I had, we, 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 we had I, right before, this was actually the, the day of, we were getting ready to travel up to Emily's surgery uh, in St. Louis. And that day, I got a text message uh, from my old high school, the student counselor who texted me and said, hey, we have this family who has a need. They don't have any housing. And they had done, they'd already done all the work. They had found housing for this family. And she just said, I'm, I'm just trying to raise $700. Could you give any amount towards this, to, to get this family a home? And I, I got that text and immediately, I was just like, we just, like, our church is blessed, aren't we? Like, we're blessed. We've got it. And so I text our board members, because I don't like to make big decisions like that by myself. And so I text our board members, and I said, hey, you know, I screenshotted this text. and Hey, they need $700. And I just think we ought to just give them the whole thing. Like, I, th I just think we ought to just say, like, it's done. It's done. Can we just do it all? And they text us back, Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go do it. Drop off the check right now. And, and, and again, can I tell you, it, <laughs> that morning on our way to St. Louis for that surgery, we dropped off a $700 check to take care of that need. And you saw the video about it. And in Jesus' name, God has blessed us, everybody, so that we can be a blessing. And it's, incre it's incredibly personal to me because that was my school. That was, that was, those are kids that I know, like, and I, know, I, I mean, I just know what a blessing it is. And, and I, I tell you, we played a, the video a few weeks ago from Carrie, and it, it just beyond grateful for, for, for that support. And I just, I, I'm just like, Lord, the more, the more you bless us, and I just pray this over our church, like, Lord, the more you bless us, Lord, the more we will be a blessing. Like, we promise we'll be a blessing. We'll accept, we accept the responsibility, Lord, of being a blessing. And I just think about even yesterday. I, you, I, I wish you would have been here. Some of you were here yesterday. Uh, but yesterday we had this gift wrapping party. And, uh, and it was a lot, everybody. It was a lot to wrap all these gifts. But it was a lot in a very good way. Because I'm, I tell you what, I, I, I don't know how much y'all spent because most, most everyone went above and beyond. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gifts. You should have seen the front room. That lobby was packed with wrapped gifts yesterday for kids right here. I'm, I'm telling you, and you couldn't, you couldn't look around. I mean, it, it just, I, I, was, I just looked around yesterday like, I'm just, wow. <laughs> wow. And, I just, and, and you just got to think, thank you, Lord, for blessing us so that we could be a blessing. And I, I'm just saying it's because of you that these kids are having Christmas. And when you looked at the list and these kids are asking for, for things like, I, 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 just want, I just want some warm clothes. I need a coat. I talked to a guy who, say, who, got, a, who got a tag who said, my, my, the, the, the kid said he wanted a red and black coat. And he said he went to Carbondale, 
to Marion, to Cape, to Baduca, and guess what? You couldn't find a red and black coat. And so he said, <laughs> he went online and overnight shipped a red and black coat because that's what that kid asked for. And he just, and he just shared with me on Friday that no kid should ever have to ask for that. And, 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 he just, and, and he's just amazed because he's like, and he said, I can do it. I'm blessed so that I can be a blessing. Amen. And I'm just telling you, I just wish we all had this attitude because there would be no one hurting or in need in our community if we all had this open-handed attitude that, God, you've blessed me so much, Lord, that I will be a blessing back to your people. It's powerful. It's powerful. And, and, and I think, and I just, I've, I've, I've took too much of your time already on it, but I just want to, I, I need to close, and I've got, I got lots of points to, to run through here. But I just think the question becomes, I, I think it all gets back to this thought that, that what causes a blessing? Like, Lord, what, how, how can, is there a cause? Is there something that, is there a reason why the Lord blesses us? Well, I think the Bible gives us an idea. In Psalm chapter 1, it says this. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in the step of, with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or take, or take or set in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person who meditates on the law day and night is planted, is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever they do, they prosper, that God pushes them forward, that he supernaturally pushes them forward. And God has a lot of promises in the Bible, but every promise, I'll say it like this, every promise has a premise. There's something behind it. There's a motivation. There's something that motivates us to do it. And so I got to give you this first point. Number one, it's this, is that I am blessed. Say, I am blessed, I am blessed. as I put God first. Yeah, we're blessed as we put God first. I'm blessed as I put God first. And can I tell you, God is sensitive about being first. <laughs> if there's anything that he's sensitive on, he's sensitive about being first, all right? Because you think about it, even the first of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not have any other gods before me. That I need to be, I, I'm, I, God is a scripture, all through scripture, it says God is a jealous God. That he wants, he wants to be first. And he says, I don't mind you having other loves, but he just says, there's no other love that's going to be ahead of me. He's jealous. And so what do we do? We look for ways to put God first. And now I'm not talking just about our finances. I'm talking about ways in your life where we put God first. That's why we're having church on the first of the year, everybody. It's why we start every year with 21 days of prayer. It's why we start every school year. And even in August, we'll do because that's kind of a first for many of us. It's like your kids are going to school. Well, we're going to give them the first of it. We're going to give them the first of this season. It's why we do that. Why do we do it? Because we're trying to communicate to God that, God, as we go into this new year, as we go into this next school year, Lord, we put you first. And I'm, I'm telling you, first not only has to do about your giving or money, it's about rearranging your life. And when you wake up, it, it, it's about waking up tomorrow, and before you go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or, or before you go to breakfast or have your cup of coffee, you say, Lord, I love you, and I put you first. And even if it's the first 15 seconds of the day, everybody, I'm telling you, he honors it. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, and then your barns will be filled and overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. So what is he talking about? This, this first fruits, this idea is the tithe. It's why, it's why many of us, many of you worship God by your giving. You tithe, you give the first 10%. Which, by the way, I think is such a genius idea by God. Because if everyone gave the first 10%, everyone would have everything that they need. I, I, and, and you say, well, how do I do it? Well, you could, it's so easy. I mean, you can do it every week. You can, uh, many, of, I, many of you can do it. You can do it online. As soon as some people I talk to, they say, well, my check rolls in on my account on Friday. And so Friday online, I got an automatic reoccurring. The first, I mean, the very first thing we do, that's, that's, that's what we do. And I've seen it, and God honors it. And, and people, literally, I talk to people who say, well, well isn't tithing an Old Testament law? I want to be very clear with you today. Yes, it absolutely is. And the good news is, is we're not under the law anymore. Instead, Scripture says we're under grace. And so it's not a law. It's, it's not. I'm not going to preach it to you as a law. But when Jesus came, what did he say? Jesus said that he did not come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. 
And so, so, so what did he do? Essentially what he did is he just changed the motivation for it. And so it went from this external obligation of, of, of I got to, to now it's an internal delight. It's something that I love to do. Yeah, we still do it. We just have a different motivation. I don't do it because it, it, it says so. No, I do it because I love to give. And I love what happens when I give. I'm telling you, it's, it's not a got to. It's a, it's a get to. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, again, do you not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets? I have not come to abolish them, but I've come to fulfill them. And that's what Jesus says. In fact, it's one place in Scripture where God says, test me in this. Test him. And God is saying, man, if you would just, if you would just rearrange some things for me, I can pour out a blessing on your life. And that's why, that's, why the first, that's why the first 10% of the vision offering is given away. It's why we've already given the first 10% away because we're just, God's going to, I know God's going to bless it. I have no doubt in my mind. And so I'm blessed as I put God first. I'm blessed as I maintain my integrity. This is an important one that I don't think is talked a lot about in churches. So I wanted to talk about it today because this one makes sense because God has resources and God, I believe God gives his resources. He's looking for people to give his resources to who will handle them well. And, and all I want to say on this point is just always be mindful of how you handle your finances. And I would just say be meticulous about it. Be honest. I, I just think honesty is key when it comes to your finances. And just do a 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians says do everything it takes not only to do what is right in the sight of God, but to do what is also right in the, sight, in the eyes of men. And so what do we do? That's, that's, why, <laughs> that's why, everybody, the church is not here just to cheat the government. Like, we're, we're, we're not here to cheat anybody out of it. And, and, I, and I would say the same thing in your personal finances, that it should be honest. And can I tell you that honesty, it's attractive to God. In fact, Psalm 84 says this, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. I'm just telling you, if you want the good things, your walk needs to be blameless. And so honesty, and maybe your prayer here is just, Lord, help me get, help me get this in order. I just want to get my life in order. Here's point number three. I'm blessed as I give intentionally. Meaning that your giving is thoughtful and you're mindful. Of, like, 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 I want to... Can I step on some toes a little bit in this point? I'm going to step on some toes. I'm sorry. But one of my pet peeves about a lot of things that happen in churches and ministries these days is this thing that I call emotionalism, where people give out of emotion. And can I tell you, it's not all bad. Sometimes, sometimes you hear something that you're just compelled to give to. It's not all bad. But there are a lot of people out there in the vast majority of, of ministries that try to just get, make you give out of emotions. And I'm just telling you, I think it should be intentional. I think you should have a plan. I think that's why I say this vision offering, I think you ought to pray about it. I think you ought to talk to your spouse about it. I think you, I think you should be intentional. And I don't think you should just give every time that you see a sad Christian TV ad. I don't think you should give every time you see that little pet commercial on, you know, that, that has all the really sad puppies looking at you. And, and you know, and I, and I thank you, Lord, for all the people who do give to those organizations. That's great. But I don't think that should be the motivation for why you give. And, and I, I've, I've literally, just not too long ago, a couple years ago, actually, there was this ministry that, that, we, that, that, that came into a church that they put on this, this big production this big show, they're ripping phone books in half, all kinds of stuff, a great big thing. And they, and, they, and they have this ministry where they said, they said, if you give today, this in one night, they said, if you give, we need $20,000 tonight. If you give $20,000 tonight, they promised, they said, we'll go to every school in Jackson County and we'll give the gospel to the students. And they said things like, it was, it was at the beginning of the year, it was like, it was like 2017, 2018. And they said, somebody in here in this room, you're going to give a check, $2,017. And I'm going to put it in my Bible. I'm going to pray for it. And I, I'm just, 
And can I just be your pastor for just a moment? Because those things just bother me. Because I, I, I'm, I'm living proof to this day. Guess what, everybody? They haven't been to one school in Jackson County. And they raised the 20,000 and some. And it disappoints me. <laughs> because there's not only, not only does it disappoint me as your pastor, but I'm disappointed for the people who were there who gave in faith and who gave what they had, or gave even things that they didn't have, and they sacrificed. And can I just tell you, it's a bad name for Christianity. It's horrible. And, I just, and that's why I just think, that's why I give this to you as a point, because I want you to give intentionally. Give to things that, I, my, 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 my plead with you is just to find some things that you know, the people that you know that make a difference. And that's why I, I, will, I will not pressure you into giving anything. I, I'm not preaching. Listen, that's why I'm preaching this message today and not next week. Because you're going to have a week until next week to even decide whether you want to give a penny to this vision offering. Because I'm not going to pressure you. I give you. I give you this stuff months and months out. I give you these ideas and what we're going to do and things that I'm passionate. Things that I'm passionate about that our church is passionate about. That's why I give it to you months out so that you can pray and prepare and ask God. And I will. I'm never going to make you give emotionally, because I've seen it done, <laughs> and it gives a bad name for who we are. And so I'm just. I'm, I'm just telling you. That's why. That's why this message is today. Go home and digest it. I don't want you manipulated by anything. Plan, prepare, and pray. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you for next weekend. But have a strategy. Sit down with your spouse. Sit down with some people around you. Hey, and, and I mean, and, and me and Emily have these conversations that, man, if we give, if we just believe that God's going to bless us with more. <laughs> that as we give, we, 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 God just continues to bless us. And for me personally, when I think about like this vision offering stuff, what me and Emily are passionate about is this whole idea. If you look in your pamphlet, there's a little thing called expansion. And, and it says, we can't give you many details right now, but we, we, we promise it's in the works. I tell you, that, that's you know why I give? Because I find something that I'm passionate about, that I, where I see God is moving, and, and we're going to give to it because of that. And expansion, I, I'm telling you, in, even those things in the pamphlet, it's not to make our church better. <laughs> it's not at all. It's not to make our church more pretty are great. Listen, we're passionate about expansion because I want my grandma to be able to come to church even when she can't get up the steps. That's why I'm passionate about expansion, everybody. It's not just so we can make things a whole lot prettier. Like we're, I, I'm going too far, everybody, but I'm telling you, that's why I'm passionate about it. And the Bible says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, which I, I, I look at this. He who supplies seed to the sower, notice he didn't say, I, I'm going to supply it to the eater. <laughs> he didn't say, I'm going to supply it to, to the consumer. No, he says, I, he supplies it to the sower because he knows that he's going to do something with it. He, he supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. He'll also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. And it goes on to say, you'll be made rich in every way. In every way, not just in finances, but spiritually, so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through your generosity, it will result in the thanksgiving of God. But listen, if you're not careful, the earth will demand your stuff from you. The earth will. <laughs> it wants your stuff. In fact, I'm convinced that the greatest deterrent to radical generosity is the illusion that earth is our home, that this is our final place, that we have to build our own kingdom. And the truth is, is that we're all going to stand before God one day. And God's going to ask us, I, I, he's going to say, I gave, what else? I, I just think one day I'm going to get to God and God's just going to say, what else did you want, Noah? I gave you the best church on the planet. <laughs> you know, like I gave you the resources. I gave you the finance. I gave you all the people. What else did you want to make a difference? And so God, I'll, I'll steward what I have to make a difference. And finally, I'm blessed as I give generously. Listen, generosity has nothing to do with amounts. In fact, the word generous has, has nothing to do with amounts. It's all to do with the willingness behind it. And so again, it's, it, generosity is a willing principle. It's that I'd be happy to give. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, it says, Give, 
and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured against you. And so my, my ask for you is just, let's give God every reason in the world to bless us. How about that? We'll just give him every reason. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the scripture first. I'm going to end on time even. I'm going to give you the scripture first and the point last, because I know how some of y'all, when you get that last point, you know. And so here's the scripture to the last point. First Timothy chapter six, verse 17, it says, command those who are rich in this present world, not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is, by the way, church, if you haven't figured it out yet, it's very uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. You say, Pastor Noah, what does that mean? Well, God doesn't want us just to be independent. He likes it when we're in a place where we say, Jesus, I need you. And God, I can't live without you. He likes it when we get to that place. And, 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 I, and I, I'm telling you, I'm a living testimony of I can't, I can't do this on my own. God has to push me forward. His hand has to be on my life. And I want to close with this. I want to close. I, I taught you this prayer in our prayer series, but I think it's important for you to remember this. The prayer of Jabez. If some of you remember this prayer, I pray it, I, I, I pray it as often as I think about it, as often as I can. I'd love to pray all these prayers every single day. <laughs> but as often as I can, I think about the prayer of Jabez. And I just say, say, God, won't you just bless me? God, bless me with more than I need. And my prayer is just that, that Lord, if you would just increase, if you would just increase my influence, Lord, if you would increase the influence of City Hope, Lord, I promise you, I mean, my promise to God is that, God, I won't let it go to my head. And God, I won't let this church, I, I, I won't let us stray. And said, Lord, we'll make you famous. And we'll point people back to you. And I just pray that, that God, if you would just, God, if you would just do that. Lord, I, the prayer of Jabez says, I need your hand upon me. And so, Lord, if you're going to bless me, I'm going to need your hand upon me. And it also says that I need you to protect me from the evil one. And so, Lord, if you bless me, won't your hand be upon me? And, Lord, won't you protect me from the evil one? And the Bible says that God answers the type of prayer, that type of prayer, the type of prayer that is dependent on him, the type of prayer that's full of faith. And so would you write that down? Would you close your eyes, bow your heads? I'd love to pray for you today. And so, Lord, so, Father, Lord, we love you. And God, I thank you so much for being a blessing to our church. Lord, I just thank you that you've blessed us. You've blessed us beyond measure, Lord. You've blessed us so that we can be a blessing. And Lord, I just, especially in this time of year, Lord, I just stand in awe at what you've done, Lord, in the, in the last five years in our church. Because Lord, I, I recognize today that the blessing that you've given us comes with great, great responsibility. And so, Lord, I pray over this vision offering, Lord, I pray over this next week, that, Lord, you would just give us wisdom to just steward it well. Lord, I pray that you would, you would bless every person that gives. Lord, that you would give them every reason to do so. And, Lord, I just thank you today for speaking to us. Lord, I thank you that you are a God who loves us. God, who loves us so much to bless us like we are. And so, Lord, we recognize every blessing that we have. Lord, we recognize the blessing we have of today. Lord, the blessing that you've placed us at this time in this place, in this generation, Lord. It is a blessing, Lord. And so, Lord, my prayer today is not just for our church, but for the people of our church to recognize that they can be a blessing to the people around them, Lord, that you've blessed them to be a blessing. And so, Lord, we give you our hands, we give you our feet. Lord, we ask that we would just, Lord, help us to, help us to be open-handed with everything that we have. Lord, help us to recognize 
Lord, some of us in this room just need to recognize the blessings that they have. And so, Lord, help us to recognize those blessings. And, Lord, most importantly, help us to share them. Lord, we say today, we will be your funnel, Lord. We'll be your funnel. Lord, if you bless us, we'll bless the people around us. And so, Lord, I thank you for it. Lord, I thank you for this teaching. (laughs) I thank you for the teaching on generosity, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you were first a generous God, so generous to send your son, Jesus. And so we thank you for that. And we pray this in Jesus' name. With your heads bowed, eyes closed. Just before we dismiss, some of you, you're in this room today and you've never surrendered your life over to Jesus. Can I tell you this? We, we talk about generosity because God was first generous to us. I, I, I love that when, when we needed something, do you realize that God didn't just send us a check? <laughs> that God didn't just write an IOU on it. No, God gave something personally. He gave of himself through his son, Jesus, who came to this earth, died on a cross to pay for your sins so that you can be forgiven and so that you can have a way made to eternity. We can only be generous because God models the generosity in front of us. And so if you're in this room today and you've never surrendered your life over to this God, can I tell you it's worth it? In fact, I'm going to lead you in this prayer today. And the whole church is going to pray it because we all believe it. But you say it, you mean it in your heart. Man, this God that we talked about today, he'll come and live inside of you. He'll give you his spirit, the Holy Spirit. I tell you, I'm telling you, you're, you can leave here different than when you came in today. So if that's you in this place, with every head bowed, eyes closed. Would you pray this after me? Say, dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Say this to me and say, Jesus, I make you my Lord. I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. And thank you for forgiving me. And thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Would you clap for all those who prayed that prayer today?